Hi, I'm Steve Lance, your host of the Capitol Report on NTD News. If you have not done so yet, please hit that subscribe button to stay up to date with all of the latest news coming out of the nation's capital and beyond. To learn more about the suspected Chinese spy balloon hovering over America, Senator Kevin Kramer of North Dakota joins us. The senator sits on the Senate Armed Services Committee, and we're happy to have him on to discuss. Senator Kevin Kramer, thank you so much for joining us. It's my pleasure to be with you. Thanks for your interest in this story. Senator, first, I'd, I'd like to ask you, uh, you know, according to the Pentagon spokesperson, uh, this afternoon, a, a Chinese spy balloon is still hovering over the center of the continental U.S. Uh, the CCP saying it's some type of civilian weather research gone awry. Are you taking them at face value? What do you make of this? Well, uh, several things. First of all, um, th we have no reason to believe the CCP about anything. The Chinese Communist Party is is their master spiers or master thieves. Um, we, we have no trust in what they say this may be. For one thing, if it is, in fact, some sort of a climate balloon or weather balloon that got off course, it's a long ways off course. Uh, and you would think they would have they would have noticed it and, and uh, let us know well, well, sooner than this. Um, we also know from just the size of this balloon, and from what we can tell, when I say we, the United States, uh, it's carrying a very heavy payload, one that would be much, much too big or much bigger than you'd need for monitoring weather systems. So, um, my sense is they're spying on us, and uh, they've probably been doing it for some time. Uh, at this point, at least to the public, it's unclear. Uh, how long that balloon's been uh, been hanging over the United States, but uh, my understanding is that we've watched it for some time. Senator, speaking of spying on us, last time we spoke, you were sounding the alarm over Chinese investments in farmland, specifically in North Dakota near a military base, uh, a purchase made by the Fufeng Group, I believe, very close to the Air Force base there in, in North Dakota. The Air Force has since blew the whistle. What happened? Where do things stand? Yeah. So you're right. The Air Force did blow the whistle. What they did is they sent a letter to, to me and they sent a letter to Senator Hoven um, telling us that uh, uh, that this this investment of a wet corn milling plant by Fufang Group out of uh, Fufang Group USA, a subsidiary of Fufang Group from uh, out of China, it, it, it presents a, a significant security risk to the United States and to the Air Force. And that that one line, uh, the unambiguousness of that one line, um, made it very clear, uh, sent a very clear signal to the leaders in Grand Forks to pull the plug on this investment, make sure that uh, there, there are no utilities or, or or roads or anything else that would go to, to this site should they build the building there. They do own the land, but the building will never be built. Senator, one thing we discussed before was the disconnect between federal and state and local officials yeah. on the nefarious intent of the CCP. Is this a case of uh, government going right? It seems as though the mayor of uh, Grand Forks is, is clear on things. Uh, and is this a result of closer communication? Well, great point. It, it is it is a sign of, of the federal government, in this case, the, the United States Air Force, going right. But it's also an indication that they go right. It takes them too long to get there. And um, the mayor of Grand Forks and the people of Grand Forks could have used this signal a year ago. Now, I will say this. Um, you, you raised the point that last time we talked, I sounded the alarm. There were a lot of people sounding the alarm a year ago. And just that none of them were the United States Air Force. And, and I... Uh, uh, you know, I, I wish the Air Force would have said something sooner, but you have to also remember that CFIUS picked this 
this up, um, the Committee for Foreign Investment in the United States. And once CFIUS took on an investigation, and it became a, a rather long one, you know, several months, um, that pretty well locks out all of the other agencies because they all work in concert on a CFIUS review. Unfortunately, at the end of the CFIUS review, they concluded, they being the Department of Justice lawyers, concluded that CFIUS was, did not have jurisdiction over this particular investment. I think it was too narrow a reading of the law and a too narrow of an order. Um, but once that was done, then the Air Force felt you know, free and compelled to, uh, to warn the city not to do this. Senator, uh, Secretary Blinken uh, appears to be postponing his trip to China that was scheduled for, for next week. Uh, he's already in Asia. Do you think this is the right move, given the fact that we have an unknown uh, object from China over the continental U.S. right now? I think it's absolutely the right move. Some people may criticize him for waiting too long to say he wasn't going, but I think he's handled it well. I think he, he certainly has made the right decision. I don't think we can or should do anything that rewards China's nefarious behavior. I think that, that just the opposite has to happen. We cannot normalize, the, you know, the, 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 uh, the idea of spying with a balloon 45,000 feet in the air uh, hovering over important security assets and states with important security assets um, and just somehow dismiss it as though it's just part of, of everyday business. So I think the Secretary of State is, is doing exactly the right thing and sending a message in doing so. Senator Kevin Kramer, thank you so much. My pleasure. Thank you. Prices at the pump are on the rise again. This is at a time of year when prices typically go down. What factors are behind the latest gas prices? To discuss, we spoke with Matt Cote, president and founder of the Oil and Gas Workers Association. Matt Cote, thank you so much for joining us. Hey, good morning, thank you. Matt, gas prices took a dip for a while, but they seem to be ticking back up again. Uh, this is winter time when historically they would be coming down. Uh, what's going on here? Well, number one, we've got some bottlenecks in the refineries. So that's one of the problems that most people don't understand is that when refineries go into uh, uh, maintenance mode, well, then it shuts down their refining capacity and then gas prices begin to skyrocket because, well, we have a low supply. Matt, this comes after Biden tapped into the strategic uh, petroleum reserves. Uh, we're hearing by spring we could be back up to $4 per gallon. Uh, is that a possibility and was it worth it? It is a possibility and it's possible that it would be much higher than that. Whenever we look at drilling permits, whenever we look at infrastructure permits, uh, what we're hearing from the Biden-Harris administration is, oh, well, y'all have all these permits to drill. What most Americans don't understand is that there's so many more permits necessary to bring uh, USA oil and gas to production. And it's not just the permits, Matt. We know gas prices are tied into futures, even with uh, a policy change for the for the better. Would the market still be spooked for years to come, knowing that what we've just been through could be one term away, essentially? Spooked is a very good word for it. From day one, when Biden canceled the Keystone XL final leg of that, that permit, uh, he has created a lot of hesitancy in the market where U.S. drillers have gone to this capital discipline. 
And of course, it's a good thing to return a dividend to your shareholders. And there has been this pressure from investors to return money now. It all comes from this administration signaled to the industry that, hey, we want to kill your jobs. And so it's not something that we can just turn on and turn off. There's not some spigot out here where we just turn it on and adjust prices. It takes months to bring a new well to production. So, Matt, is there a solution to get back on track? Do you see a path where um, there could be negotiations between Democrats and Republicans? Certainly. You know, uh, gas prices, high gas prices hurt every American at the pump. High grocery prices, high home heating costs. Truly, oil and gas jobs for Americans should have 100 percent bipartisan support. And I believe this is an issue that we can all come together and unify over is speeding up federal permitting. And, and I'm not talking just drilling on federal lands. I'm talking about infrastructure permitting as well. We need to speed that up because it doesn't make any sense for us to drill anything if there's no pipeline capacity to get it to market, if there are no refineries operating, if there are no gas plants being approved, if there are no LNG export hubs being approved. We have to start now and uh, approve those permits to make sure that we head off problems in the future for every American. And Matt, I mean, lastly, before I let you go here, uh, we hear off a lot you know, in Washington about climate change. Um, how powerful is the climate change lobby and, and are they uh, kind of behind this as well? Yes, they are. Climate activists have grown in number and they're also funded by some very large donors. You know, uh, climate activists have the best intention in the world. They want to be the most environmentally conscious country uh, on the planet. So do oil and gas workers in this country. America's oil and gas workers reduced emissions by 12% from 2005 to 2019. And the great miracle of that statistic is that the shell revolution in America happened during that time and we were booming. America's oil and gas workers produced some of the cleanest oil and natural gas in the world. And, and climate activists have been highly misinformed and enraged and inflamed by ignorant politicians and misguided other activists. Um, so we just need to get the information to them. You know, one great example, I talked with a, a supporter of Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, the representative from New York, and a self-proclaimed democratic socialist. And whenever we talked about global emissions, whenever we talked about global supply chain, whenever we talked about how America's oil and gas workers reduced emissions while increasing production, you know, after about an hour of conversation, that supporter of Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez said, you know what, you're right, it doesn't make sense to kill USA oil and gas jobs. We just need to get the information to them. They're not dumb. They're misinformed and misguided. Matt Cote, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having us today. I just want to thank everybody for listening to this episode. If you enjoy our content, please leave us a rating and a review as it really goes a long way in helping us spread the truth. Until next time, I'm your host, Steve Lance at NTD, and we'll see you soon.